0: We live in a world of instant gratification. So when we think of doing a project, the thought of having to wait for the results is kind of hard. We just want to get it done right away, especially when it comes to our house, or at least I do. But projects can be anything from something in a house to something personal, like turning what you're passionate about into your business. Like me. But it all comes down to finding the time to actually do it. I was meeting with a client the other day, and on her time audit, she noted that she spends a little time in the morning reading a book. And first, I just want to say I'm so stinking proud of her, even though I just met her. But she's a young working mom doing all the things, little time for herself, but she finds a few minutes in each day to work on her passion, and I am all about it. And she understands that it's not going to be something that's written tomorrow. But when she finds these little pockets of time, she does a little bit here and there. And you know what? Those little bits here and there of any project really add up. And that brings us to today's topic, how to fit projects into your busy schedule as a working mom. Which, side note, I want to explain the whole time audit process. When you book a time management session with me, I ask you to do a little pre-work so that we can make the most out of our sessions. I send you a packet that has a time audit worksheet in it, and I ask you to fill it out for at least one of your typical days, listing all the things that you did that day. I have you submit it the day before our session along with a short questionnaire, so I have time to review it and really come prepared to our session with questions and suggestions on how to improve your efficiency. As part of that questionnaire, I also ask you to know what part of your day you struggle with the most, and that is the part of the day that we focus on during our session. You walk away with actionable steps to improve that area that you are struggling with the most. And you then have me in your back pocket to help keep you accountable. I also offer packages that help you take that a step further. With the package, I help you build custom routines, breaking your days into four parts, your morning routine, your work routine, your evening routine, and then your nighttime routine. And I say it all the time, routines are where healthy habits live. If you want to improve your overall wellness, your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual health, your financial health, it all starts with routines. My longer-term packages focus on helping you achieve your goals. After we get your time management in order, we create actionable plans to help you tackle those goals in all of those areas of wellness. And it can be any goal, both big and small. I know that was a lot, but those are some of the common questions I get, so I wanted to share. You can also check out my website for more information on all my coaching packages with momwifecareerlife.com backslash coaching. Now let's jump into today's episode. Are you feeling overwhelmed trying to juggle all the many hats you wear as a working mom? Do you want more quality time with your family without distraction of work? With time alone to take care of yourself and your needs? Welcome to Mom Wife Career Life. I'm Carrie, a wife, mom of three, and a recovering perfectionist. In this podcast, I will teach you how to create balance in your life by implementing healthy habits, organizing your home and your schedule, being intentional with your time and in your relationships, and most importantly, how to start putting your needs first because no one can pour from an empty cup. Grab that second cup of coffee, or if you're anything like me, your third. It's time to dive into today's episode of Mom Wife Career Life. We all have that list of projects we want to do. And if it's not written down, then it's somewhere in the back of your head, like organize the garage, paint the bathroom, refinish the basement, learn to knit, which side note on the learn to knit, I actually had a list of 40 things I wanted to do before 40. And one of those things was to knit myself a scarf. And I learned how to knit. It was during COVID. So of course I had more time, but it was something I planned to do and I actually did it following these tips. So these tips are based on the assumption that you've already picked out what project you have to do. But if you haven't picked out a project, then go to that mental list and start writing things down. Tip number one, write out all the steps you know of that you need to get the project done. Take some time to think through all of the steps you need to take. If your project is something simple like painting a room, and by simple I mean that there are only a few steps, Your steps would be purchase the paint, tape off the room, prime coat, two coats of paint, remove the tape, and then you're done. If you're working on a bigger project, like me, decluttering and organizing all of the closets, cabinets, and drawers in my house on the basement, that's a much bigger project. It was my goal to have my house decluttered and organized by the end of the year. So now the steps of that project would list out closet by closet, room by room, the cabinets, the areas of the kitchen, and the basement. It's not an easy undertaking at all. So writing out the steps helps you really figure out the magnitude of the project. Number two, put a guesstimate around how long each step will take. Now that you have your project task list written out, use your best guess to figure out how long each step is going to take you. For the painting the room example, you can buy the paint and the primer in the same day. That's a quick trip to Home Depot. You should wait a few hours after you prime and do the first coat of paint and then a few more hours for your second coat of paint. So you got to kind of map that time out. For my project, just using the basement portion of it, that one's a little harder because I have to hire help. I then have to put kind of a guesstimate around my personal time on the decluttering, organizing, and clearing out that whole space. But then I also need to have an electrician come in to put some lighting in, a painter to paint because I am not doing that part, a handyman to put up shelves, and I need them to tell me how long it's going to take to complete their portion of the project and then build that into my timeline and schedule and coordinate all that work. When I have them come in to give me a price for that part of the project, I'm going to ask them how long they think it'll take so that way I can build it into my little project plan. Number three, pick a realistic end date. Now that you have an idea of how long each part of the project will take, try to pick a realistic end date. For the painting projects, you can pick something shorter term because it's really just something you could do over a weekend or broken up over maybe two weekends or some weeknights. The decluttering and organizing project, I know that's going to take me a long time, so it's going to be months. Number four, block time each week for project time you need to make sure you're allocating some portion of your day or your week to work on your project. So as you're planning your week, you should block in time for project time. I'm literally working on four projects right now. My podcast, Growing My Business, which in and of itself has multiple projects within it. It's a beast. And on top of that, I'm working on decluttering and organizing project in my house. Podcasts and business projects take priority over my house projects right now. And I know I need zero distraction during that time to really focus on it. So I work on all of that stuff from five to six, three in the morning. And if the kids are entertained and have activities on the night, then I'll work some evenings on it and weekends, depending on what else is going on. The decluttering I can do when my kids are around. So that just happens in the pockets of times I have on the weekends when we don't have plans and I'm not working on podcast stuff. And just a side tip, Don't start on a task that you cannot finish in the time that you have blocked for yourself. If you're going to leave a mess and it's not something that you can come back to right away, like I wouldn't decide to declutter my closet and then be stuck with my room being a hot mess until I had time to work on it again, because having my room be a hot mess would just cause me more stress than the actual closet did in the first place. Number five, set boundaries to focus on that project. When you block out time to work on any project, set boundaries around that time block and really stick to it, meaning don't let anything distract you. Communicate with your family that you're going to be busy for that period of time. Turn off all distractions, put the phone in another room and just get to it. You can even set a timer so you know when that time block ends. Or if you're on a roll and there's no consequences to keeping on going, then keep on going. Number six, multitasking. There are certain projects you can do while you are multitasking, especially when it comes to decluttering and organization. One of the biggest areas that most busy moms have a hard time keeping decluttered and organized is, let's face it, the kitchen. The kitchen is a perfect place to work on when you have small pockets of time. I clean out a drawer while I'm cooking dinner, or if I'm on the phone, I can talk and listen while I'm cleaning out a cabinet. My basement, I can declutter a space or go through a box while I'm waiting on the dryer to finish. If you need to do research or get ideas or just motivation for a project, you can find a podcast or a YouTube video that talks you through the process, and you can listen as you're doing things around the house or just sitting in your car waiting for your kids to finish up with school or dance or sports. It's all about using those small pockets of time, doing something that's productive instead of wasting it scrolling on your phone. Number seven. Get the family involved. If it's a project like cleaning out your garage or decluttering closets, you can get the family involved. If you have smaller kids, you can get them to help you create piles. I like to have three boxes or three bags. One that's for stuff I want to keep, one that's for trash, and one that's for donate. You can hand the items to your kids and tell them what goes in which box or bag. And if you listen to episode 13, I share decluttering tips and one of my biggest tips is to schedule a donation pickup for either the week that you're doing this big decluttering or a week or two after whenever you're planning to do this. So that all the stuff that you're putting in that donate box, you could just package it all up and have it ready to go. I do like to give myself a little extra time after I plan a decluttering little pocket in case I don't get everything done that day and I could find more pockets during the week to do a couple more spaces and add to those boxes. But schedule that donation pickup and get it out of your house as soon as you can or before you change your mind. Number eight, outsource to make more time. If you can't find time in your schedule and you have the budget, you can outsource some tasks that take up your time. I'm slowly coming to terms, or actually rather quickly, that I need to get a cleaning service again because I could really use that time for other things that I can't really hire someone to help me do, like decluttering. You can hire a decluttering service, but I'm really the one that has to go through everything and decide whether we need it or not, whether I'm going to keep it or not. And maybe once I get all my stuff down to the things I want to keep and have my basement all painted, I might get to the point to get a professional in to help me organize in it. But for now, getting help with cleaning the house will give me more time to really focus on that project. Number nine, have an accountability partner. It's always easier when you have someone to answer to. Pick a friend that you're close to that you know will help keep you on your schedule. Tell them what your project goals are and decide how often you want them to check in on you. It's also a great way to help you keep in touch with your friends. It'll really help keep you motivated knowing that you have to tell someone whether you kept to your goal. Number ten. Use technology to help keep you organized for bigger projects, like decluttering the house or doing something crazy like me and starting a business that has a bunch of steps to it. You want to use technology to help keep you organized, unless you're really, really good with a notebook and can write out all the tasks. I like to use technology because then I can easily cut and paste, move stuff around, and I get the gratification of clicking that button. It gives me the same gratification as kind of checking the box with a pen. But there are a bunch of task management systems out there, like Cozy, that's a good app. Asana, Task. that's one I just started using. Or if you have Microsoft on your computer, I really love OneNote. I use that both at work and at home. And a bonus tip, number 11, which I may just have to say this in every episode because I think as moms, we are just way too hard on ourselves. Give yourself grace and celebrate the small wins. Life happens, schedules change, priorities change. If you don't keep to your schedule or you don't get to your project the way you wanted to, give yourself grace. Like I planned on having my basement cleaned out literally a year ago. I created the whole project plan, which included getting a container delivered to my driveway so I had a place to store everything while my basement got painted. And then I decided to start a podcast. And somehow I naively thought that I could get it all done and quickly realized that I couldn't take courses, keep up with the podcast, do all the other things that I was doing, and get my basement done at the same time. So I gave myself grace, and a year later, my basement isn't done, but I didn't give up on it. I still use those pockets of time to clean up a space here and there, and it will get done eventually. So those are my tips on how to fit projects into your busy schedule as a working mom. To recap, number one. Write all of the steps you know of that need to be done in the project. Writing out the steps helps you really figure out the magnitude of what you're dealing with. Number two, put a guesstimate around how long each step will take you. This helps you get a rough idea of how much time the entire project will take. Number three, pick a realistic end date. Make sure you buffer in some extra time at the end for all of those monkey wrenches life is going to throw at you because it will. Number four, Block time each week for project time. Getting up a little extra early really helps. Number five, set up boundaries to focus on that project. Communicate to your family that it's do not disturb mommy time. Eliminate all the distractions like your phone and just get to it. Number six, let the family involved. Find tasks that your little ones can do, like help you pack a box for donations. Number seven, multitask. Use those pockets of time when the kids are napping, in between meetings, while you're waiting for that pot to boil, to do something towards your project. Those pockets of time really add up. Number eight, have an accountability partner. Make a friend to help keep you accountable and motivated. Number nine, celebrate the small wins. Celebrate with your favorite self-care item. Spa pedicures are my favorite. Number ten. Use technology. Use a task management system to help you keep track of bigger projects. Number 11. Give yourself grace. If you don't hit a target date and things don't go the way you want them to, take a deep breath and give yourself grace. You're still further along than you were when you started. If you have any good tips that you would like to share, I would love to hear them. Head on over to our free Facebook group, Wife Career Life, and tell me all about it. Sending you so much love and light until next time on Mom Wife Career Life with Carrie Pat. Before you go, if you found this podcast helpful, I would be so grateful if you would take a minute, go on over to iTunes and leave me a review. If you have other stressed out mamas in your life that you feel this podcast could help, take a screenshot of this episode, post it in your Instagram stories and tag me and let them know they are not alone and they can create balance in their life too. If there is a topic you would like me to cover or you just want to connect, DM me on Instagram at mom.wife.career.life or join our new Facebook community. Sending you love and light until next time on the Mom Wife Career Life Podcast with Carrie Pat.